What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in once again to an unofficial therapy podcast. You guys are the lifeblood of what I do, and I appreciate y'all tuning in, telling your friends and families, and frankly, just being a part of this ride with me. Um, I was talking to a friend today about when you put things out in the world, you never know how it's going to be received. Um, So you just do it with the best intentions, and sometimes it meets people right at their perfect time. And sometimes they don't get it till a little bit later. Um, I think this applies to real life too. I did this. I give out hugs a lot. Uh, I ne- growing up, I was never a hugger, but I am now. And one time I gave a woman a hug at my gym, just on some regular stuff. She wasn't even like my type, so I wasn't trying to holler. But I just gave her a hug, and she held her for like an extra second. And it was just like, thank you. I, I really needed that. And I don't. I didn't know her that well, but she was. You know, she's like, you need a hug. And just went in for the hug. And I guess she had been going through a lot, like kind of a messy divorce. And, you know, she needed that love. And so sometimes you just put stuff out and you hope it kind of finds you well. And I think this is a podcast that's going to hit somebody today. And um, maybe I'll hear about it from them or maybe down the line it'll kind of hit them. But I have this this theory about progression, regression, and stagnation. And I almost as a concept don't believe that stagnation is really a thing. I think it it's just slow regression, right? So I'm saying this in regards to how a person is, is improving their life or really where they are at a given time. So I'll give you an example because it makes more sense that way. Let's say you've been working as a junior executive at some corporation, right? And then two years later, you still have the same job. So by your status, you're where you were before. You're still a junior executive. But you have two more years of knowledge as a junior executive, which means that you've improved at being a junior executive. You should be more efficient. You should be better. You should have a higher caseload. So even though your title technically is stagnant you know, and not moving, your person is growing, right? So the whole idea of I'm stuck or I'm, I'm the same person I've always been, I, I, generally, I just reject it out of hand. I just don't believe it's a real thing. Um, so if you feel like you are at that place, you feel like, oh, I'm just stuck in a rut. Like I've, I've done a podcast about being stuck in a rut, but really stuck in a rut to me is just slow regression. It's all the same thing. It's like you're, like you've ever seen a 200 meter dash? with like Usain Bolt and all those guys. And it seems like they're running just as fast on the second hundred as they are on the first hundred. But when you see like the calculations, they're actually just, they're slowing down, but they're slowing down at such a slow rate that it just seems like they're running faster because they have to curve and all that stuff. But they really are slowing down. And if they kept running, you'll see the slowdown happen a little bit more, you know, pronouncedly, I guess. But it's it's an interesting concept though, because... There's always a place to improve, no matter where you are, right? We Usually we think it as purely as like financial and like physical. Those, seem, those, those are the two that really hit people. All right, I want to make more money, or I want to be save more money, or I want to use my money a certain way. I want to look a certain way. I want to feel a certain way. You know, better abs, bigger butt, whatever it is. Those are the things we tend to look at, and so... Especially in my field, when people come to me for training, they'll tell me, oh, I've been doing the same workout for a few years. 
And I'm exactly the same. When I say when I hear that, I'm like, you're not the same. You're three years worse. You've been doing the same work for three years and you are the same weight, then you are worse than when you started because you had three years of attempts to try to remedy the situation, to get your meals under control, to find better habits. And your weight's the same, but you've wasted a lot. So you're worse off than you were. And when I put it like that, one, it makes them kind of feel some kind of way. And it's, I guess, part of the technique behind it. But also, it's shining a light on maybe a faulty thinking pattern, right? And you can you can improve in one facet while also regressing another part, part right? We all do that. This is the paradox of, like, hustling to get women or getting women and then trying to get money. Like It's like that guys deal with this all the time. This is an L.A. thing. I think it's maybe worldwide, but for sure in L.A. I know a lot of guys who want to get money so they can get women, but women cost money. And so it's like the more women I get, the less money I have. And so, but the more women, so the more money I have, the more less time I have for women. You kind of go back and forth with it. It's a really dangerous cycle. But you can you can improve in a singular facet, and sometimes really minor improvements lead to really large results. I hit my boy Freddie up today, and Freddie is a friend, um, colleague from uh, Miami. He's a trainer down there, and Freddie made a post. It had to be a few months ago. And it wasn't, I don't think, directed at anyone in particular. It just, I happened to come across it. I don't see everyone's posts because we're on different time zones. I'm not really on social media like I should be, so I miss a lot of stuff. But this day, I actually saw it. And the post was about making your bed. And Freddie's like a, a military guy. So when you get out of bed for the, in the military, you make your bed pristinely. Like, you should be able to bounce a quarter off it and, and it'd be perfect, right? And he was really saying how making your bed in the morning sets your day off on the, on the right foot because you start off doing something productive. You don't wake up, hit the alarm clock nine times. You don't stammer out of bed, bounce to the walls. You wake up, you make your bed. And when you make your bed, no matter what you did kind of for the rest of your day, you've at least accomplished that first task. And then when you come back to the room, the bed is made, and so it seems more orderly. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He said something probably more prophetic than that, but that's what I took from it. And as a kid, we always had to make our bed. And then for some reason, you know, you get older, you just lose habits. I don't know what happened. It's just one day you wake up late, you don't make it, and then it comes a couple of days, and before you know it, you just wake up and your bed is a, a zoo. It's like pillows on the floor, like like the was it the corner sheet came off like you just it's completely out of control so i read that status i didn't even respond to it. i didn't even i don't think i even liked it on facebook i think i just started doing it i just started making my bed and i haven't had a day since that happened that i haven't made my bed and it always makes me feel a little more accomplished in the morning one i'm a little more alert because you know making bed takes 30 seconds to a minute but you do have to like look at it. You don't just throw the cover on top. You know, it's, all right, it's this side pulled down further than this side. And you get, you do a little alterations to it. And it gets your brain firing. It kind of gets the juices going. And then you do that. And you if you have breakfast, you do that. You go wash your face, brush your teeth, whatever. But there have been mornings where I was pushing it. I woke up a little later. 
maybe traffic is really bad, which is pretty much always the case in LA, but whatever. And I'll always go back and make the bed. I'm like, listen, if I'm if this 30 seconds, this 45 seconds of me making a bed makes me late, then I messed up in the morning. I didn't plan my day accordingly. This shouldn't really ruin me. So I always go back and make it if I'm like being pressed for it. And when I come home after a long day and my feet are tired and I've been with clients and stuff, I just look at the bed and I always get a little smile because it's like I'm coming back to order because my day is typically chaotic. I'm around people all day. And I told him about it and he was it made him happy because he was like, man, I didn't even know you even saw the status. I didn't know it would hit you a certain way, but I'm happy that it resonated with you. And I was like, listen, you never know how things are going to hit people. I put this podcast out, and sometimes people hear it, and it's, you know, spot on. And sometimes it's just, you know, white noise. But I think if I can leave with any kind of, you know, wisdoms going forward about this whole thing, it's if you're regressing in one part of your life, then find a different part that you can progress in. Right, so let's say you're in med school, which some people are, or law school, maybe that's more applicable. Like in that moment, your time is, you've, you've jacked up, right? You're on this crazy rotational schedule, you're working God knows how many hours and in, in studying in a library, doing all this kind of stuff. And typically, what happens when people go through these kind of super, you know, programs of stuff is that they don't work out as much. Um, how can you? You studying case files for 10, 12 hours straight, right? Like even if you go to the gym, you're like on the elliptical reading a book and it's just, it's a lot. And so your physical look is probably regressing. You don't look, you don't start law school with an eight pack and then finish with an eight pack. It's not, that doesn't tend to be how it goes. So in that regard, yeah, you're going to lose some physicality, but it doesn't mean like you can't like keep your grooming up, right? Like take five minutes to get your shave on if you're a dude. Or women to, I don't know, wash your hair a certain way at night. Like this there's always some part of you that can do better. Like maybe during those times you really get into like meditation as part of your break. Right? So you've been stressed, super stressed, because obviously the bar is super hard and like the MCAT is hard and all this all this stuff is hard. And then like when you take a break, instead of just like looking at the wall, you allow yourself to get into a deeper, deeper meditation and allows you to get more centered with yourself. And in that regard, you've gotten better at that particular skill. Now, physically, yeah, your body's probably breaking down because you're not working out as much, but you maybe your mind's a little bit sharper. You learn how to use your mind more efficiently, and then that makes you study better. And then you retain more information, and then you get better test scores, and then you become a better lawyer, better doctor. And then once you finish all that stuff, and your schedule eases to some degree, then you reincorporate the things you regress then, right? So this, because I've heard this from people, it's, oh, I'm doing one task and it's ruining every part of my life and I just got to let it ruin my life for a while. And it's, I don't know, I think it's, I think maybe that's this lack of self-awareness. Um, I can see it ruining a lot of your life, but it doesn't have to ruin all parts of your life. I've seen everything from injuries to 
medical stuff to divorces to job losses. You come across a lot of things when you deal with people. And I haven't seen one scenario that you can't find some way to improve. Oh, I'm, I'm laid up in a hospital bed. Okay. Can you read while you're sitting there? While you're recuperating? Like, can you do that? Like, can you, you know, like, like those kind of things are, there's always a way to improve. And I think if you keep that mentality, then even when you're like stuck in things or you feel like you're stuck, you feel like you're not really advancing in a certain field, you have some saving grace. Ah, man, law school is killing me, man. I'm just, my hours are crazy. But, but I'm not as stressed as some of my contemporaries because, you know, I'm finding ways to have outlets. Maybe I take up boxing and just to get some kind of physical catharsis out. So now I'm not as like pent up. So now maybe my, my cardio may be a little better, right? It's just, a, it's just find a way to keep improving. And I think if you do that, you can try to start bridging the gaps between what you're good at and what you're not good at. Typically, when I want to improve, I look at the things I'm really bad at, especially. Um, there's a theory, I guess you can make your strengths stronger and not worry about the weaknesses. I'm, I'm more on the side of I want to have fewer weaknesses. So there are a lot of things I'm not particularly good at. I'm not a very organized person, um, given the amount that my brain works. And maybe, that's, maybe I'm not saying that sentence correctly. Um, like my brain goes a million miles a minute. And so trying to like condense that into tangible, organized things is difficult for me. Um, I'm more just kind of like ephemeral and just like kind of loosey-goosey. So I have to find ways to make myself organized where I'm just like, all right, for the next hour, I'm sitting down and I'm sending emails or I'm doing Excel spreadsheets for people's uh, programs. And I have to sit down and really be on top of it because if not... I get caught up in, oh, this client rescheduled. Oh, this just happened. Oh, there's a show tonight. Oh, man, I got to work on my podcast. Oh, I got to go to, and I just go. And my brain will kind of go crazy. So I need something to keep me accountable, to keep me um, more organized. That's my my biggest thing. And I've started using this app, Hootsuite. I think I'm saying it right. I don't want to, this is like advertising for them. Hootsuite, Yeah. H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E. And it's made me post more social media stuff just by loading it and and setting an auto time for it to load. And then it kind of does it for me. And that's one part. And then in this last two weeks, I've started planning out all my clients' homework. And I'm using that term to mean like cardio or other workouts, not with me. Um like a month out instead of for the week. That's how I was doing it pretty much my whole training career. All right, this week we're doing this. Next week, you know, depending on how you improve, then I'll, you know, change it a little bit. But again, from week to week, that can still be kind of stressful. And if, let's say I have a really busy weekend, by the time it's Sunday night, I'm like, oh man, I got to make up my cardio recommendations or food tweaks for my clients. And it's like 10 p.m. And I'm like, oh man, I'm... So now I'm stressing out Saturday night or Sunday night going into Monday and I'm bringing that energy into the week. So it's like, how do you get better than that? And now it's, let's set up a month out of 
recommendations. And then if I need to adjust, I can just go in and adjust, but it's already preset now. So I can forget all Sunday and a client on Monday is like, hey, what's my recommendations? Oh, copy, paste, boom, you got it. It's already been made. Sorry, I should have sent it out Sunday, but at least you have it. And it's always an uphill battle. Because the minute I get a little organized, then I get a little happy. Like, yeah, I'm organized now. And then I kind of get disorganized. But it's just that's my biggest thing. And I try to, and it's always little things. Any little area of, of organization that I improve in makes my life easier. Um, like food prepping is probably the best example of this. Most people can kind of relate to this if you're in a fitness field. You know if you don't food prep when you have time for a couple hours that you're going to spend more money at the grocery store than you should. You probably won't eat a lot worse. And you're going to make probably worse food decisions. You'll realize, man, I spent $30 on food eating out when my groceries for a week are really like 50 or 60 And I still had to go home. And it, you just start doing the math. The math doesn't add, it doesn't add up. It probably takes you further from your goals. Um, you may not even be in a situation where you have great options. You may have to use like a vending machine to get food. And that's almost never a good choice. There's very few good foods at vending machines unless you work at some ridiculous, like, upscale kind of spot that has, I don't know, like, vegan products in a vending machine. Even then, it's processed, and we can kind of get into that discussion. But food prepping is peace of mind. It's, I'm going to bake six chicken breasts, chop them up, and you got it. And then when you need food, I got chicken breasts. Oh, let's add some quinoa or rice whatever to decide and it's just it's just easy maybe it's boring i can get behind that thinking it's a little boring but what it's not is it's not stressful and that's just let me just knock this out now and then during the week maybe you say you know what i've had rice and chicken two days in a row maybe the next time i have a little bit of free time let's say on a wednesday you chop some peppers up or like some avocado and you kind of sex it up a little bit now you switch it up it's a little better but you do that when you need to, as opposed to is Wednesday, you've already eaten out a couple times and now you're like, ah, I'm starting from scratch. It's just little improvements go a long way. And if you can make little improvements in a lot of different areas, then as you keep getting older and keep growing and keep progressing and keep being a better person, then you'll keep, I don't know, you keep growing. You'll just keep improving on yourself. Because ultimately, we all want to be the best version of whatever we are. I think that, I believe I believe that to be true. Now, maybe some people are like, I'm happy how I am. But I think that's an outlier. I think if you are a car salesman, you want to be the best car salesman you can be. It doesn't mean you're the highest producing. But you want to know that I can sell this car if I need to sell this car. Right? If you're an athlete, obviously, you want to be the best athlete. Um, and I think we become the best versions of ourselves by looking in the mirror and then looking at what we're not good at and trying to improve and looking at where we are in the world in our place like you know work and relationships and stuff and find areas that we can tweak it to get better because yeah things will start regressing i mean things can't even like in like physics you throw something up it'll hit a you know point of zero before it starts coming down but you don't want it to come down <laughs> too fast, right? It's, so you want to keep that high point going as long as possible. And even when things start regressing, all the things around it are still going up. So it doesn't feel as bad. It doesn't feel as monumental. 
that, okay, yeah, I'm 55 and I have a little beer belly, but my business is popping. My kids are in school doing well. My wife's happy. It's like, all right, cool. So can I work on my body? Probably, but I'll never be that 18-year-old version of me. But every other part of my life is really good. So let me, maybe I can lose a few pounds to at least feel better about myself. You know, it's like those little things, I think, are what make life worth living. And it gives you something to keep aspiring to because it's easy to set a financial goal. I'll make 100000 this year. And you make 100000 then what? Like that's Is that your only barometer for success? Like, I made the money I wanted to make. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Cool. Now what? Now I'm sexy. <laughs> All right. You're sexy. Now what happens? So I invite you guys to try this for yourselves. Um, it takes a little bit of, I guess, self-examination at first, which is not always fun. But it's an area of your life you think you're stagnant in. Like, that means you're kind of regressing. Is there a way to make that part improve, which I guess will be the biggest need? And if you can't really improve that, what other facets of your life can you improve to make that not seem as significant? And then eventually, yeah, you do have to work on that. But what can you do in the meantime? Like, (laughs) it's almost like a house that has like a leaky roof, but you put in like new floors and you put a dope paint job on the outside and fix the garage. You got to fix that roof at some point, but maybe not today, but at some point you will. And then when you do, the house is dope. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Talk to you guys next week. Deuces.